Okay, so lessons learned meetings is the topic okay. of today. Okay. And lessons learned meetings are not part of the initial upfront sales cycle or sales process, but they are part of the sales process because they happen either at the midway point of an engagement or at the end of an engagement. And the reason they're part of the sales process is that they are often a great opportunity to not only find effective client feedback, but to ask for referrals and to build new business with existing clients, like to expand the sale, which is something we talked about before to expand new business. And the, the point of a lessons learned meeting is a very simple concept. It's that if you're in a long-term coaching agreement with an organization or with an individual, you want to check in, let it's a seventh agreement. At the three-month point, you want to tell them in the beginning, in, your, in the very beginning of your sales process with them while you're doing the contracting, you want to say part of our process is that at the three-month mark and at the six-month mark, we will have lessons learned meetings. And the lessons learned meeting is a one-hour meeting where you and I will get together with whoever else we've, our, our organization has been serving in your organization, and we will have a conversation about how it's going. And that's basically all a lessons learned meeting is. But what, what the vehicle allows for is not only the opportunity to see what went wrong and how can we fix it for the rest of the engagement, but what's going right. And then when they talk about what's going right, it generally ends up being a big love fest, basically, with your client, because they're, they start telling you all the things that are working, mm-hmm. at which point you then have opportunities to, it's like you've got your foot in the door and you can crack it open to new business. Um, It's also an opportunity to really say, great, I'm glad you had that experience with us. Can you put that in writing for us to use in our marketing materials? Or, fabulous, I'm so glad that that worked out for you. Can I quote you on that? So they're great opportunities to build up your marketing file, too, when you're finding out what went well with the client. Um, It's also a really good time to explore issues of communication, how well did the communication go between our two organizations, basically looking at how is the working relationship working. And if there's anything that hasn't been working, let's look at it now and see what we can do differently in the future. And this is true, too, for the meeting that you have at the end of the engagement, because the meeting at the end of the engagement still gives you the opportunity to say, you know, if we were to continue working together in the future, what might that look like? What should we be doing differently? What could you be doing differently? And please take, in in these lessons learned meetings, please take the opportunity to tell your clients what they could be doing differently, too to better support the process. Because there will be times where your clients have inadvertently sabotaged things, and that's an opportunity to communicate that to them. But what it does is it builds a formal structure in where you can then take the opportunity to find out what worked and turn that into referrals, turn that into more business with your clients, etc. Is anyone doing that already? I'm not calling it a lessons learned meeting, but I do include the, the client and the manager and talk about uh, know what we've been doing and, and what people are are getting or not getting out of coaching and other other places that people can apply what we're doing and at what point in the engagement do you do that Jeremy I'm doing that from the beginning you're doing it ongoingly yeah how, how frequently well usually when I have contact with it if there's a third-party contact I'm involved with them as a resource person so um, that's initially and then and then at some stage early on also Okay, and do you build that in as an expectation from the beginning? What do you mean, an expectation? An expectation with the client that they will be required to be at these meetings with you? 
that they have a role in participating in the schedule it in. Yeah, I try to have a client schedule it in, yeah. Because one of the things that I've found over time is that if you don't build that expectation in from the beginning, it's really hard to manage your client expectations down the road. It's really hard to all of a sudden come out and say, great, guys, things have been, we've been doing this for three months. Let's get together and talk about how it's going. And oftentimes they will or they won't, depending on how much time they've got. And I find with my executives, they say, yeah, 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 that's great, but then they never have time for that sort of a thing. So you're saying set it up with the contract. Set it up with the contract so that you can manage the expectations around it, so that you can say, listen, this is a part of our process. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a part of the coaching process. It's right. how we do business. Right. Um, because you want to make sure, not only from a customer service perspective, that you're finding that feedback, that you're asking those questions, and that you're giving the feedback, but you also want to use that opportunity to to get new business, mm-hmm. either from them or from other people that they can refer you to in the organization or from other people outside the organization mm-hmm. that they could refer you to. Sometimes you have a situation with a with a client where I've had a situation where basically they're they're trying to make a substitution for them for somebody else. What do you mean? Well, I, um, some somebody who's uh, I'm doing well with coaching, but she's uh, mm. she's a high eye in terms of her Myers Briggs. It's tough for her to to uh, to sustain the coaching relationship. There's a lot of control issues, so. Uh, she said she met with this big HR person at this uh, insurance company. She thought I would be a great coach for this person. But really what I sensed here was, it was you know, first of all, I thanked her. It was very flattering to be thinking of me. But what I sensed was she was going to substitute this HR person for herself. Oh, that happens with therapy, yeah. too. Yeah. They send you their best friend, and they're gone in a month. Exactly. Yeah. So my response was, um, gee, it's so nice of you to think of me, but you know, you're my client and I want to continue working with you and we have like all these issues to work on here. Uh-huh. But if you have a referral for me, I'd love to talk to you about, you know, uh, you know, if that works for you to be able to give it to me. Uh-huh. Uh, but I kept the focus on her. Good. So, and uh, how did that work? Very well. She liked that. I mean, she was, she was definitely testing. Testing, yeah. Definitely testing. See, that but it sounds like that's the perfect opportunity for a lessons learned meeting. Because then it's really, and really the the hard part in managing that is that it's outside of the context of the executive coaching conversation. So you have to be very distinct about the boundaries there. Mm -hmm. That this is not a coaching conversation. This is a how are we doing meeting. You know, this is sort of we're all taking a step to the side, one giant step to the right, (laughs) you know, to look at it from a different angle. Um, And that's why it's useful to build it in and build in that expectation from the beginning because then you can manage that. I do. You know, a lot of people have trouble with that. So you can come up with, I've had, um, I've had clients decide that they're going to call it an engagement review meeting because they didn't like the words lessons learned meeting. Oh, I don't like that. You can call it whatever you want. A review meeting. Yeah, you can call it whatever you want, whatever works for you, just so long as you're using the same concept, which is the opportunity to celebrate the successes, explore what new business is coming down the pike, and you know, capture whatever you can capture that's going to be useful in either testimonial letters or referrals or um, quotes from them that'll be usable to you on your website or whatever. If the business is coming from a sponsoring um, uh, client there, it's coming from HR or or a vice president, how do you manage to be talking that business when your coaching client is sitting there? You you have everybody in the meeting. 
You include yeah. everybody. You include okay. the, the client as well as the HR person or the, mm-hmm. the executive that hooked you up. Mm-hmm. You include everybody because what happens is it builds credibility for you back within the, the original hiring organization. Mm-hmm. So if HR hired you and HR sits in on this meeting, they then get to hear all the fabulous accolades from your coaching client. Mm-hmm. Um, it, likewise, if it's the CEO that brought you in to work with another senior level exec, he or he, he or she, the CEO, will be listening to someone that they value at a high level in the organization mm-hmm. sing your praises. And what's going to happen is it's, it creates a brainstorming situation where the two of them then together start thinking where else it could be useful, especially when you ask that question with the two of them together. Because the person you've been coaching will be saying, here's everything that I got out of it, here's everything that's been great about it, while the CEO is listening to that and can say, oh, well, if you got this out of it, then I know six other people that would be great. Yeah, and they don't have to name those six other persons. No, right. they don't have to name them in front of them, but, but they can say to you, I really see other places where we can use this, and you uh-huh. could say, great, let's set up a meeting to talk about it. How's next Tuesday at 3? <laughs> see, then we come back to that. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's great when they, if they have very generative feelings, if, they, if they're built that way, they start thinking of you as their little product that they can apply to other people and places and situations. Oh, absolutely. They take sort of an ownership interest in your career. Absolutely. That's the best. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, I'll send you my coach. (laughs) Okay, please. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. In fact, I just had that happen yesterday Uh with a a woman, an executive that I work with, who um, she's in the legal department and in a giant corporation, and she said, at the end of our conversation, she said, you know what? I'm wondering if you've worked with anyone else outside of legal in our corporation. Have you worked with any of the folks in corporate? I said, well, no, as of yet, I haven't. I've been having too much fun with the people in legal. She said, well, you're so good. I'm going to connect you up with them. Great. <laughs> you know, and it's great when they do that for you because then yes. you're, you're no longer doing the selling. That's, that's a, my favorite kind of sale. Right. It's the right. best. So, so really, the lessons learned meeting is, or whatever you want to call it, re- engagement review meeting, whatever, it's, it's an opportunity to, and again, you have to design the questions around this just like you designed the questions for the initial sales meeting because there, it, it is part of the sales process even though it's got a, more of a customer service focus. But you want to find out, you know, what have, what have I done that's been of value to you? Um, how can I better serve you in the future? Um, have, have I met your expectations in terms of communications throughout this engagement, or what could I have done better? Um, what, where do you think you could have better supported the process? You know, give them a chance to evaluate their role in the process before you give them feedback about how well they did in the process. Well, I, I think I have a, a caveat since I like to control these things to, to positive outcomes as much as right, possible. That's that, that in terms of the timing, it's very important that if you're in a particularly positive phase, that's a good time to have a lessons learned meeting. Whereas if you're in, if something, if you've just done something that's impacted in a way on a client or the manager's done something with a client or something's happened where people are like flipping out, that's a bad time to have a lessons learned meeting. Actually, it's a good time as well. There is no bad time to have a lessons learned meeting. When you're doing it in that, in that kind of a situation, it's great because it builds your, it, it builds up sort of your your points in the client's eyes because you're handling it right at the moment you're doing it's a 
almost a damage control customer service move well, if you do it at that maybe point. Maybe we're talking about different things here. But different uh, clients, maybe. Uh, you, you, can, you can risk some exposure issues uh, with some of your clients sometimes. I mean, that's a question. Maybe you can give examples, both of you? Well, which is why you which is why you want to build these in during the middle of the engagement as well as at the end. Well, for example, based on something that's happened, if your client is having some thoughts about quitting the organization, this is a bad time to have a lesson learned. Maybe I don't know about that because you could really learn a lot. You could learn a lot about why. You got to you got to work out your issues with your clients first. I think. Yeah, you, you were talking, Jeremy. You were really talking about the. Confidentiality aspects. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, there's something that you don't want the rest of the organization to know. Yep, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that situation, then you can do you can do a mini lessons learned meeting with your actual client before you include other folks in sure. that conversation. Well, how often would that happen? Uh, would that happen across the board? I mean, would would uh, would you have that as a routine uh, feature? I wouldn't make it very routine at all. I would just do it once in the middle and once at the end. And so I'm talking about would you have a lesson learned meeting with your client before the uh, but, you know, uh, overall meeting is a routine feature? Before the what? Feature. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that routinely, only in the, in the case like Jeremy's described with a negative situation. Huh. Because what huh. happens is they'll say great things to you in private and then they won't articulate yeah. them the same way in front of the people you want them to say it to. You want it to be genuine in the moment. You don't want to have to prompt them or say, remember you told me when we did this in private. Yeah, that really works really well. Yeah. Give <laughs> them a big, it's called, it's called the Jewish mother coach. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> and then it looks like you've, it then it looks like you've actually crafted their responses and coached them into the right responses, which you don't want it to appear that way. It only looks like way when I hand them the notes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Okay, yeah. So do you, um, Susie, then, so up front, you say that at a certain point we'll have a, we'll have a review of the work that we're doing together and that these are the people who will be involved and these are the confidentiality issues or whatever. Do you kind of set that up up front? That's the expectation. Yes. Also, I think that Jeremy, you were, uh, Jeremy, you were thinking also about the feedback from uh, assessments. Yeah. You know, you're providing a feedback, and then you would focus on particular kind of goals with a particular with an individual yeah. and the like. But but in the conception, Susie, I understand this meeting really, in your conception, is really um, an opportunity for you, coach, to get the feedback from the people that's been working with, and also an opportunity for business again. Yes. And there's another side to it. There's also the opportunity for you to provide feedback to the client and the client organization about where they have made things difficult for you and where they could make it easier. Right. There are often situations where there are um, communication loopholes in an organization where you can't get the information as quickly as you need it or where, you know, there, there are things that happen on the organization side that impede the coaching process. And that's an opportunity for you to say, listen, you know what, this doesn't work so well for us. In the, and in order to achieve the results that you've commissioned me to achieve with this person, here's how you can better support that process. So actually, you really... You're also focusing on systems issue in the company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not so much about the content of what you've been discussing with your person that you're coaching. It's more about really the process. Come really. It's more about the process, yeah. and it's more about sort of how everybody's feeling at that moment. You know, it, it, 
most of the time, these meetings are just a big love fest. They really are. Mm -hmm. it's, most of the time, your client is talking about, oh, my gosh, I couldn't live without this person as my coach. I don't know how I ever survived. I can't believe people don't have them for you know they they're talking about all the great successes they've achieved and and how they're seeing things more strategically or more clearly and they're accomplishing all these things they're really glowing about how great it's been to be working with you and they uh, understand it too because it's 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 an opportunity for them to really tell their boss or whoever hired you it's an opportunity for them to make sure that they keep getting you Susie, can you give a quick example of sort of some sort of damage control something negative comes up in one of those meetings um, uh, you know, the, the one that's most frequent that it, for me is a billing issue, oh. you know, where they say, and that's not from the client, that's usually from whoever else in the organization handles that, where they say, listen, you know, I got your bill and I was surprised that you billed for travel time. I didn't think that was going to happen, at which point it's uncomfortable for everybody, but it's a great opportunity to sit down and, and, and bring, actually bring with you the documents from the beginning of the relationship so that you can pull them out at those moments and say, well, I just want to show you right here in our original letter of agreement, which you signed, <laughs> mm -hmm. where it says I'm going to bill for travel time. And, mm -hmm. you know, then you get to have the conversation about whether you want to reduce that or waive it or whatever you want to do that. for yeah. customer service purposes. Right. Okay. Right. But for me, it really has only been around uh, money. <laughs> billable stuff or... So you do that out in public. You don't say, let's meet on the side about that. Oh, right, right. Uh -huh. That's all part of it. Because it, it, it impacts the value that your client has for you, too. Mm -hmm. Is there ever a time when, when your client is unhappy um, and, and expresses that out in public? <laughs> expresses it in these meetings as opposed yeah. to having where it was a surprise to me? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. I would have... Most of them... Um, most of them, I can either read it in them and ask them about it uh, well ahead of time, or mm -hmm. or they've brought it up to me already and we've worked through it. I think what you're implying is that I don't know if you actually set it up this way, but you can say to a client, you know, when you're meeting with them one to one, this is going to be a good opportunity for you to make a pitch to extend the engagement. If you want to do it here, you can do it here. Yeah, I've never actually said that overtly. They sort of get it. You know, they see that opportunity. And, you know, most of the time I find that they've already had this conversation without me in the room. Most okay. of the time they've already gone to the CEO and said, thank you so much for making this coach available to me. I really want to make sure that I continue this. Here, I'm getting all this great stuff out of it. So it's, there, there usually are not many surprises in these meetings. But again, it comes back to how you design the questions. So, Susie, would you put this in, in written into the contract also then as an expectation? I guess put it in writing in the contract. Yeah, that's useful. I don't always, but I uh, definitely talk about it up front. might be in a letter of agreement. Um, I basically have I have a contract and a letter of agreement. So the contract right. is a pretty standard coaching contract, and then the letter of agreement is where I put all the specific process stuff. Speaking of billable time, is this a billable time that you, you make sure billable? Oh, yeah. This mm -hmm. is billable time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's evaluation. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, unless they balk at that, at which right. case you just kind of figure it's part of your sales and marketing time. Right. But, yeah, it's it's really a review of how it's going and how you're serving them. And what do you have? Do you have any thoughts of offering this to them gratis or that you feel that that's unnecessary? Well, I think you should always try to bill for it because it's your time focusing on this client. Right. Therefore, it's billable. Um, if you find that you're in a situation where you would like to create a, a greater sense of goodwill mm -hmm. for yourself right. or um, or you feel like you've really 
they, you've been billable through so, for so many hours through this client that you're starting to feel like you're <laughs> taking advantage of them, then that's a great place to to show them that you're. Yeah, I think I would prefer to do that because the way I contract with people is I'm requiring certain minimums in terms of you know days and months and stuff like that. So oh, I'm, okay. I'm going to get paid anyway. Oh, gotcha. Well, then you can certainly so leave it in. I can say, in. okay, this is going to be gratis and I can get everybody, very, you know, a little extra incentive, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Sure, but definitely make sure that you point that out to them. That's another thing. Of, well, it's just my philosophy about anything that you do gratis is that you make sure you actually make it show up on the bill and then zero it out mm -hmm. so they see it. That's a good idea. Because there's no point in giving them a gift if they don't know you're giving it to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I like the, the whole concept of a lessons learned review meeting to, a, to an organization. And I like the opportunity to expand the sale that comes out of this lessons learned yeah, and one of the great things, you just brought up another point, is when you have um, a lessons learned meeting in an organization where you've been coaching several people in the organization and they're all present for the lessons learned meeting, it, it's really neat to see what happens because one of them will say, well, what I really value is that I've, I, I really had that great conversation with you about strategy and getting ready for presenting to the board on X, Y, and Z subject, and all of a sudden you'll see the light bulbs going off and other people that you've been coaching who haven't thought to use you for those <laughs> for that application yet, so then they start saying, oh my gosh, I didn't mm -hmm. even think about, I could do that with you too. Mm -hmm. So you start to see great. ways to deepen your, your influence, not only with the people that you're already working with, but then other places the organization could use you beyond that. Right. I like that. Yeah. Okay, you're really good. Yeah. Okay. 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 Ok